0: Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command, and the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Alright, so in review as I read off, we got Dak Wentz-Hertz-Jones, a quarterback. Running back groups Philly, Dallas, Washington, New York. We got C.D. Lamb, uh, Brown, uh, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and Kenny Galladay, at receiver. And then we got Goddard, Thomas, Schultz, Ricky Seals-Jones uh, across at tight end. So basically how that works uh, is we it's take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. We've got this uh, chart here that we've we've made of ranking the the players in the division. We're putting together a skill unit. We got ten dollars of salary cap. The best guy in each column is worth four dollars. The next uh, best is three, two, one. So you take one from each column that adds up and is ten dollars. Uh, and we can we can pick the the same guy Logan. We're not gonna we're not gonna oh, go okay. draft style. Okay, all right. So it's just how how do we think that we construct the best team? And what's fascinating about this is you also like there's two factors at play. One uh is positional value. Quarterback super valuable, you know? Tight end, all due respect, not quite as valuable. Um but can be. Um can be super valuable. But also like where's your drop-off level you know if, if I, like the first guy that I'm I'm circling is like wait I can get Terry McLaren for two bucks me too to me that's like the best value on the board I'm gonna take Terry and and that's ha- part of how I'm spending my money which opens me up to take you know do I want Dak Prescott and yeah. and, and their backs or do I even want to you know go all right I definitely want Dallas Goddard well, I got my receiver for cheap, so let me take my tight end. Do you have Do you have a sense of how you want to go here, how you want to build your team?
1: Yeah, I really am just looking for players that I like, and I'm going to try and just balance the budget as best I can. Like, Just as an example, like, even though Dak Prescott is the highest-graded quarterback on our board, and we both agreed to that, so I was part of that ranking, I don't love him as a player. I don't trust him as a player. So I might even go Wentz or Hurts there and feel better about the decision, or maybe even Daniel Jones, you know? So I, I would, it gives me a lot of flexibility financially if I go really cheap there. So, again, like, I'm just going to go on players that I like and, and uh, balance this roster out.
0: Okay. Let's uh, – I don't know. I almost want to, like, build I, – I, like, there's an order that's probably better to just be like, all right, we got our quarterback, we got our this. Do we want to do that or do we just want to, like, I'm filling in Terry at $2 and I feel great about it with my first pick. Let's, just, let's, let's try to go by position. I okay. which um, I know is a little bit hard, but yep. we should let's uh let's go by position. So who do you want at quarterback? To, Are you so
1: so we can pick the same guy? I feel like yeah, we we can should, pick I feel like we guy. shouldn't be able to pick the same guy. Like you can pick first what? for the quarterback and then I'll pick first for the receiver and then you pick first for the running back, and then everyone no one's happy by the end of the thing.
0: Well then also oh man, that comes real tough in, in the, the yeah, salary cap situation. Yeah.
1: Dial it in, let's go.
0: Or do we want to do this? Is this is the kind of stuff that it's really fun when you work out on the podcast instead of uh, on you know beforehand? Proof that we didn't pre-pick our teams here, and this is not theater. The other way we could do it is just like I have the number. We just bounce back and forth. Who's got the number one pick? And like, Ooh, you get to yeah. pick based on value. I like mm. that. Let's go. Let's let's go. Uh, let's do that. Okay. Lock in your value. Let's lock in your value. Ah!
1: Do you want to? Do you want to go first? Um, no, I don't want to go first. You go first. Okay,
0: good. Uh, I didn't want to be rude and be like, fine, I'm going first, I'm taking Terry McLaurin for two dollars." Terry McLaurin is off the board. That's your first pick.
1: That's your first pick. I'm locking in the fact
0: that I'm getting a guy who I think could easily be the best receiver in the division, could be a 1300 to 1500 yard receiver if Carson Wentz is healthy for two dollars worth of value. Yeah, and you didn't I'm take. Doing you didn't that, take and a I feel great about it. You can take a quarterback? I feel good with you can only take one. I feel good with with one of two quarterbacks, so I feel good about it. That if you if you make my decision for me, I'll live with it.
1: All right. Well, I could really mess you up here from a financial standpoint, I think. I'm going to go Carson Wentz here. I think that's okay. my pick. Carson Wentz. All
0: right. It, it's only fair if, uh that well, is it fair if we snake draft it? I this is why I hate two-person drafts.
1: Well, I don't care. I'm going to I'm going to win, so don't worry about it.
0: Okay. All right. I'll go next. So uh but now I also know that Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go Dak. Um yeah, you know, you're I'm 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 okay taking my four dollars on a quarterback that I trust to, you know, be a great leader, to yeah. to is be is pretty consistent. His hot streak is uh, you know, as you said, top five performance level yeah. in the league. Um I he I if I had just gotten to take any quarterback, I would have taken Wentz, um, but I don't feel bad spending the extra dollar on Dak Prescott. Yeah,
1: spend that extra dollar. I mean, when you look at this, the Terry value at $2 is really is huge for you, by the way. You know what I'm saying? That's like, why he was the number one huge. pick. I, I feel like you're coming around. It's huge. Um, so if it's three or three. I'm going to go A.J. Brown for me. Next pick. That's my next. Okay, pick. so
0: you're going to you're going double 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 three dollar double,
1: double three yeah double three dollar. I All mean right, you, so well, you went you I, we're doing the same thing. You went expensive quarterback and Terry. Like I have a receiver that is a little bit a little bit better than Terry and a quarterback that's a little bit worse than Dak. So I feel pretty good about that.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> interesting though because also from like a uh, how you spend your dollars. I guess you could now get two two dollar players. I'm I'm kind of looking at the one per category but you know if you if there's two two dollar players available for you and i've already used a two dollar guy um i (laughs) might actually i might actually pick up on your strategy here i'm gonna take the washington running backs oh i like that i was
1: gonna take that thing all right i
0: i like the the washington unit a lot i i don't as much as i like pollard i don't trust zeke yeah. And so there's a little piece of me that's like i think i actually might have gotten it i think for the value yeah. i definitely got the better the better group so i'm going to take the i i now have let's see i have two dollars remaining and one pick left you have four dollars remaining two, two picks, picks left
1: and i'm gonna go wait i have four dollars remaining you said
0: you have four dollars remaining.
1: remaining so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go logan thomas uninjured logan thomas or what are we doing there Injured Logan Thomas?
0: I mean, he's he's injured, but it it is what it is. For our purposes, we'll say you get him for the full season.
1: Okay, get him for the full season. Logan Thomas is what I'm going to do there.
0: Okay, so that means you have... Your last pick is kind of made for you. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I don't and love you're it, gonna, but I don't love backs. You're, you're going to take the New
0: York Giants backs, running yes, backs. Yes, yep. uh, I have $2 remaining... And I need to take a tight end. And I will, I guess I could take Ricky Seals Jones and have $1 left over. But why would I do that when I could take Dalton Schultz? Yeah. So I'll take Schultz. So my team is Terry, Dak, the Washington running backs, Terry McLaurin, and Dalton Schultz. Your team is Carson Wentz, uh, A.J. Brown, the New York Giants running backs, and Logan Thomas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You still feel like you got the better team?
1: I do feel like I have the better team, and I'll explain why. So what was your last one? Who was your tenant? Schultz. I like Schultz a lot. I should have gone. Schultz. Should have gone Schultz. Old schultz Schultzy. Old Schultz. Should have gone Schultz, probably. would have saved myself a little bit of money. But, okay, so basically, I think I think A.J. Brown is probably the steal of this draft, and the reason I think that is because you get a guy who is an elite number one-ish type guy, but you're not paying the full... full, full, full Full $4 value for him. And you see what he did for a guy like Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee in terms of elevating him in the pass game. And obviously everyone knows about Derrick Henry's uh, ability to elevate uh, Ryan Tannehill, but I think they often forget about A.J. Brown's contribution to that, a guy who is kind of someone you can always look to, is going to win versus multiple different coverages. And I think that's just going to elevate a guy like Carson Wentz and probably the best receiver Carson's played with in his career. You know, and when you think of it like that, I think that puts you in a pretty good situation. I think you could say, oh, well, what about Deshaun? What about Alshon Jeffrey? And I think A.J. Brown right now, with a long runway ahead of him, is better than both those guys, and he's never had that guy who can win deep, Win in the short area. Again, and Logan Thomas, everyone talks about Carson Wentz's inability to kind of be pinpoint accurate and kind of spray the football all over the field. Uh, and not all over the field, but in terms of targeting, you know, you know, two yards this way, two yards that way. Logan Thomas has an outstanding catch radius. Can win, again, in multiple situations. Is a matchup mismatch against linebackers, which he's going to get a lot of. Mismatch against safeties because of the size. Red zone threat. And, you know, the New York running backs, I don't love them. I said that already. But I think that when you've got a guy with the upside of Saquon Barkley for a dollar, I'll take that. So, you know, like, I feel like pretty good about my team. And um, I don't feel quite as good about your team, to be quite honest.
0: Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So here's, here's where I'm at with my superior team. <laughs> uh, Dak's a distributor. And by the way, can distribute for big plays. We've seen Cooper make big plays. We've seen Gallup make big plays. We've seen CeeDee Lamb. Make big plays uh, with Dak Prescott at the helm. But he's also a guy who can get the ball out quick. You know, we talked uh, when we did our receiver breakdown last or on Monday about the ability to get the ball out quick through those quick smoke routes for CeeDee Lamb. I've been waiting for Terry McLaren to have a quarterback like that for three years, and he hasn't really had it. And now to have a guy in my hypothetical uh, drafted team here that can get him the ball consistently, I think that unlocks Terry McLaren. It's why I took him number one, why I think he was the best sing- singular value on the board. But you also have Gibson. You also have, like, you see what he's done with Pollard. You see what he's done with Zeke, especially with a younger Zeke. Like, Gibson's got that pop. Uh, McKissick's got that pop. Uh, and, you know, Dak and Schultz already have a great relationship. He's been very productive. I think he just signed pretty decent contract, yeah. uh, to be rewarded for his uh, his production, so I feel like I've got a quarterback who can distribute, and a bunch of weapons who are worthy of being distributed to, so that's, I feel very good about my team
1: So what I'll say to you is, I think, I don't disagree that about Dak but I do think that you're making a comparison between Terry and CeeDee Lamb that is favorable to Terry and maybe somewhat unrealistic, I think Terry's excellent, we've talked about how much I like Terry but I also think that, uh C.D. Lamb's ability in the short area is kind of the thing that makes him elite, and Terry, while very good, is not C.D. Lamb in that specific category, right? Sure,
0: but how, how does uh, Terry compare to Michael Gallup, who just yeah. earned himself a gigantic contract yeah. based off his production in Dallas, we'll have to I think watch pretty favorably? I'll,
1: I'll have to watch Michael Gallup and let you know how that goes, but so, again, I, I, think, I think, and again, I think Prescott is a good football player, but he's so cast-dependent. Now, I think where you got really sneaky here, really sneaky, Craig, is with the Washington backfield because you've got a guy who is like a receiver and a mismatch nightmare in, in uh, McKissick. Gibson's a very good runner but also has kind of some big play potential. And then you've got um, Brian Robinson, who I think is kind of this pounding, more cost-effective version of Ezekiel Elliott. And I really like that because it gives you some other passing options that I don't get because that backfield is so deep. I personally think Schultz is good, but I think Logan Thomas is better. And I think I think right now we're arguing about who elevates who, whether A.J. Brown elevates Carson Wentz or ter- Terry elevates Dak Prescott. And I don't think that when you look at that and look at the cast that Terry's had, Amari Cooper, former, former first-round pick, CeeDee Lamb, first-round pick, that cast has been elite, and I'm not sure Terry kind of by himself would meet that pedigree of player in the same way that Prescott uh, used to. So that's not an indictment of Terry. That's an indictment of Dak. And I think, you know, A.J. Brown is a true number one receiver and Carson Wentz has those elite traits. It's just about, can that number one receiver make him better?
0: The fans are going to like mine better because I, I have
1: Terry. Well, I, I, I'm, again, just, I'm hamming it up for the fans. Again, again. I also actually,
0: by the way, I genuinely believe that I have, I, I, I genuinely believe in what I did. I did not do it For adulation, but I'm also going to get the adulation, and that excites me.
1: Well, So first, I mean, come on. I mean, I I think everyone agreed (laughs) that when Terry was a $2 value, like that's that's where you want to go. I didn't understand how significant it would be, you know, for the whole shape of the draft in terms of money. Just getting a really good football player for $2, it sounds crazy, but if you can do that – like that's what you want to do. That's why all these rookie deals and these draft values are so important because like it allows you to keep a guy on the roster at a depleted price for a long time, which is essentially what Terry's been doing for the last what, 3, 4 years here. So again, Correct. that's like that's why he's such a value, but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you're higher on Prescott I think than I am, which is why this is not as good.
0: Which is funny cuz like I'm not the biggest Dak fan in the world. I just I don't know. I, I I think what it actually is like I'm higher on Terry. Like we're not like we're far off, but I am higher on Terry. I don't know. I'm I just maybe I'm a sucker for like all the intangible stuff, but like I I believe in what that guy can do with better quarterback play and I think it the ceiling's really high and if you pair him and Dak together I think that pairing is a better use of six dollars than Brown and Wentz together. Obviously, you think the other way, I mean, which is why you went I that way. I and have I to went make that
1: way. argument because I pick them, but I do think, like we <laughs> talked about this on your last, on our last show, is just how much better Terry is if he's got good starting quarterback play, and Dak has shown stretches where he's better. Than good starting quarterback, he's almost elite. So that is kind of a scary thought. Thinking back to all those plays where you know the timing's a little off with Heineke or the ball's a little late, like those aren't going to exist with Terry necessarily if Dak's playing quarterback, and you're going to get a much more productive version of him. And then all of a sudden, if we have to revalue this class a year from now, you know, if we were to revisit this, but Terry might be the number one receiver coming out of this, you know, because of like the support that Dak gave him, you know what I mean? So that's interesting, Um, and we didn't draft a second wide receiver, which would make this even more interesting because then it's like, can can Terry be that true one without anybody helping him? But I don't think that's how it would go because you save so much money on Terry with $2. You could probably get another guy there that would help him out a little bit, you know, like Gallup or Galladay or whatever.
0: Right. Well, so that's the interesting thing, too, is like if we were to redo this and do like wide receiver groups like we did the running back groups, like does it really change that much? Um, The Giants are still last. Uh, You have Lamb and Gallup. Gallup's coming off an ACL, Mm -hmm. um, but they lose Cooper, obviously, in the offseason. But Lamb and Gallup are like the the big names in Dallas. Uh, You have Brown and Smith. I think probably that flips. Brown and Smith become the $4
1: well if if you're drafting the Washington receiving core you get Curtis yeah, Samuel or do
0: they become the, the $4 and with Samuel and you know yeah, Jahan I,
1: th- I think that's like the way and again we have some we have information that other people don't have in terms of access but Jahan looked has looked really good Curtis has looked very very good and you know Terry's been the one who hasn't been here but add him and his past production to that mix and that might be that might be the best receiving core in the NFL I talked to Santana Moss about this recently and he just basically said like I want to give it to him but they haven't shown me they can do it yet and that would be the only thing keeping them from that number one seed so I think if I had to rank them it would probably be Philly right Philly over CD and Gallup I think at this point what do you think?
0: I I think with Gallup coming off the ACL, a speed guy who, like, and he's got a chance. I I don't know the latest prognosis on him, uh, but, like, he injured that pretty late in the year. Yeah. So he might miss, and at the very least, even if he is back, not be, like, back back to himself for almost the entire year, um, if not at least a good portion of it. So I, I feel like with Smith, the rookie year that he had that was impressive, you come back in year two with A.J. Brown, I mean some of their other guys are, are nice like pieces. Like Jalen as well. like Jalen Rager's not uh, a bad he's a first-round yeah, pick, but again, Rebel wants your pony. Yeah. So but if he's your third guy, um I, I think that that's probably the they probably go ahead, but until I see until we see Jahan and until we see Curtis stay healthy, yeah. I think it's hard to put Dallas or sorry, put Washington above Philly. Yeah,
1: I would agree. And with maybe
0: that i i would be willing to put them above dallas because the uh, depending on gallup's health yeah um that but like again that that's kind of the fun part of all of this and, and in some ways it's like of course this exercise is for building the team and the fun debate and whatever but it also is like a different lens through which to examine yeah. the teams in the division and i think what you realize is that there are so many questions in important places and that sometimes we spend all this time on film and breaking this scheme down and how does this guy, whatever. And it just comes down to availability sometimes. Like sometimes the secret to winning in the NFL is having your guys available when the other dudes are hurt. And that's not very fun to talk about. It's not very sexy. It's not very exciting. But when you look at I mean, even the, the tight end group with Logan Thomas, you look at Gallup in the wide receiver group with, with Samuel and his injury history, um, with Terry and, like, is he going to hold out? Like, the availability is going to be... And, and not to mention these quarterbacks who all have had varying injury-level concerns. Mm-hmm. Like, who's available is going to determine who wins this division, because at least amongst the teams not named the Giants, and you and I like some of the things the Giants did, but at least amongst the teams not named the Giants... The talent gap is is pretty cl- – like there's not a big one. There's That's, actually a, yeah. a fairly small talent gap.
1: And I think the interesting thing about this conversation is it really comes down to kind of the un- unsung heroes of the NFL at the moment, which is offensive and defensive line. Offense and then defensive play just in general because they're the ones that have to contend with all these skilled players and the offensive line is the one that gives the quarterback a platform from which to execute the offense. And we've seen how – Poor offensive line play can totally shanghai games. I think the most kind of recent example of that would be the Kansas City Chiefs against Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl two years ago, right? Where Patrick Mahomes, who is maybe the best quarterback in football, and uh, Kelsey, who's maybe the best, um, maybe the best tight end, Tyreek Hill, maybe the best receiver, they couldn't do anything because the offensive line couldn't hold up. So where do those offensive lines rank? I think is interesting, and I think that is actually closer than people think too. I think Philly's kind of far and away the number one at the moment. And then Dallas is a little banged up. They've got some interesting pieces. Tyler Smith is a rookie guard who's very raw, starting for them at, at right guard, which is kind of crazy to think about. And then obviously the reworked offensive line for the commanders will be interesting. And then the, and then sneaky in the offseason this year is the Giants, who drafted uh, Evan Neal mm-hmm. and then Kavon Thibodeau. And that group of the front four for the defense and the front five of the offense Looks drastically different, and maybe that makes da- that elevates Daniel Jones, which is entirely possible. So again, like all of these variables are so fun to kind of talk about at this point of the year.
0: Right, right. Um, and by the way, the reason we didn't do O line was very simple. This game only works if you have like an even number of options, and so without a fifth team in the division, we would have had to create some wild card category.
1: You can't really do 15 and yeah. it's just, it wouldn't have worked. So,
0: uh, so I would say that or we're not great enough to figure out the math. Yeah. If you, you guys have impossible.
1: suggestions, definitely reach out to Craig on Twitter and we can work the O line. And yeah. it's definitely something we wanted to talk about, but we just couldn't, we're not smart people. So it's not, I'm not smart people about things. I'm not smart about things not related to football usually. So I'm
0: not smart when it comes to math.
1: Yeah. That's like, fair.
0: Straight up. I'm a, I'm a broadcast journalist, broadcast degrees, not a lot of math classes, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ways to reach me, uh, so big announcement that we made earlier today on the Team 980. Uh, I am uh, now doing afternoons on the Team 980. Uh, the Hoffman Show launches on Monday, uh, June 27th. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to do it. We'll have a great rotating cast of contributors. Logan, certainly. Uh, amongst them and I am very excited to take on this opportunity I'm excited that everyone that's been with the station is staying with so Russell and Medhurst will shift to 9 to noon Uh, Reese will still be noon to 3 Kevin's still in the morning and then I'll be afternoons 3 to 6. One of the things I'm going to do Logan is uh, I'm going to switch up the Twitters uh, I'm going to keep my personal account kind of as a, a place where I tweet about the stuff that I want to. But if you want, like, most of my sports takes, they're going to be at an account, uh, Hoffman Show, which is live as of now. Because I will have, uh, by the time this everyone is hearing this, this this will have been pushed out into the universe. Uh, so instead of tweeting uh, at Greg Hoffman, as usual, if you want to get your takes in, and I'll put up the graphic that we make so you can make your own team and all that kind of stuff. And we'll we'll go through some of the feedback on, uh, maybe we'll make that our mailbag Monday on Monday. Yeah. Uh, everyone tearing apart our teams and our ability to do math uh, you can tweet me at Hoffman show so H-O-F-F-M-A-N S H O W at Hoffman Show on Twitter. Instagram stays in the same. I'm not doing a separate show, Instagram, uh, at Craig underscore Hoffman. Logan's on Instagram, at Logan underscore Paulson82. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to the Hoffman Show podcast uh, through the Team 980s, all the same places that you find this podcast. You can find that one. And of course, if you're not subscribed right here to take command, please do so you do not miss an episode. It's for your benefit, not ours. I'm okay. Maybe a little bit of ours, but it's definitely for your benefit to subscribe. Uh, with that, we'll see you on Monday, a mailbag Monday. Uh, never know who's going to show up. we got some big stuff planned for the near future. Uh, until then, hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, thanks for listening to Take Command.